Welcome to Liquid Ranch Fantasy Football Podcast. It is episode six, and on deck this week, gents, it is your week four recap. My name is Jason. I am the commissioner of this league and co-hosting duties this week were awarded to the owner who had the smallest point differential between his starting wide receivers. And this week that was earned by the man who put up a paltry, tiny 1.3 point spread between his starting wide receivers. That would be Steve. Steve's first appearance on the podcast. Welcome, Steve. Now, much like uh, last week where Gordon had a work schedule conflict, Steve had a work schedule conflict this week as well. So he's not going to be able to join us. I will be flying solo again, but I do not think uh, this will be the last time that Steve gets the co-hosting duties for the podcast. The season is long and his team is good. So I believe that we will be seeing Steve here again shortly. With that, let's just jump in. Let's take a look at our week four recap. And of course, we have to start with the Sage Yahoo auto draft tracker. And Sage Yahoo had a better week this week, uh, certainly better than last week. Uh, Sage Yahoo went one and one. Gabor got it done against what might be a fading Tim squad at this point. Tim's team has not looked good the last couple of weeks. And Gordon, oh my, I'm sorry, man. I don't know what it is with your team and the games. Another nail-biter of a loss to Dougie Fresh this time. So with Sage Yahoo auto-drafts going 1-1 in Week 4, if we look at how it's doing for the season, it is 3-5 for the season. I am still going to stick by what I said, I think, several weeks ago, where I do believe that Sage Yahoo auto-draft is going to be positive for the season. It did get off to a slow start, but I think it's going to round the bend, if you will, here in the middle part of the season and really kick it in high gear and it will be positive when it's all said and done. So to get things started with an interesting observation from last week, here's a fun one. And uh, this is why we, uh, we were looking forward to week four and getting out of our divisions. Every team that was the higher seed last week lost. That's right. Every the number one team lost, number two team lost, number three, number four all lost to the lower seeds. And is it a coincidence that, you know, all of these teams who were pretty good and I think still are actually pretty good, but is it any coincidence that they all took the big L this past week when we started to play folks that are not in our division? I don't know if this is necessarily going to be a theme for this season or not. It's certainly something that I'm going to be paying attention to in terms of, you know, everyone likes the, the comfort of their division. But when you get outside of the division, that's when it gets really competitive. It's going to be interesting to see if this theme continues in the next couple of weeks. And now final observation for me. Last week, week four, I cannot not turn my gaze to Sage Yahoo Auto Draft Squad of Gordon. I've gone on record and I'm going to keep going on record saying that Gordon's team is sneaky good. If you look at the folks that are on his team, it's really good. We're going to talk about his team later in the podcast, but his team is that good. He's going to be in the playoffs at the end of the season. I feel confident in saying that. And here's 
why at the end of week four, Gordon's Sage Yahoo Auto Draft team has 483.4 points through four weeks. That in this league is good for number two in points scored. And that's only because it's behind my squad who just got off to a blistering pace and I'm up at 549 points. But with Gordon at 483 points, number two in the league, the poor man sits at one and three at the bottom of his division and in seventh place overall. Now, Gordon, Gordon gets me this week and it could actually be his get well game of the season. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But if Gordon gets the W this week against me, which is a good chance he's going to, and Sean beats Gabor, then Sean and I will now be tied at the top of our division. So much for that uh, slow start there, Sean, because I know, man, you 0-2 is not how you wanted to start. I know you're upset. I know you're thinking about just nuking the whole roster and starting over. And here you are. If you get the W this week and Gordon just takes it to me, which he should take it to me, you're going to be tied with me. You could be leading, depending on how many points I put up this week, but... You know, your, your team is is rounding into four, man. Uh, but the fact that this is kind of where we are and poor Gordon is at one and three, putting up the kind of points that has squad is putting up again, it's sneaky good. I think he's going to be in the playoffs and I think I'm going to take an absolute beating this week. Now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the podcast. We're going to review the top weekly point getters from week four. We go in reverse as we always do. And in third place this week, it's Steve with 121.55 in what was a commanding win over my suddenly shaky squad. Good job, Steve. Second place, Shane, my man, 125.5 in a losing effort to the man who's next. And his team is just starting to hit its stride. That would be with first place with 148.85 in what was a forceful beatdown of our reigning champion. That would be Sean. Congrats, man. Uh, I know you, uh, it's like we said earlier, had not been happy with the performance of your team, but your team is starting to play really well. I'm starting to get pretty nervous considering the performance that you're putting up and the performance that my team is not putting up. But good job, buddy. Again, I don't think this is the last time you're going to be in the top weekly point getters. I don't think this is going to be the last time that you finish in first. Okay, let's look forward to week five. This week, we are still playing outside of our divisions. And with that, there are two games that have caught my eye. First game is actually my game with Gordon. And I've alluded to this already that it's going to be bad for me. And the second game is Doug's game with Shane. And the reason for me watching both of these games, this is that both Shane and I should lose these games. Sage Yahoo is projecting it will happen. Personally, I think it should happen. And it's not because I'm biased against Shane, which I am biased against Shane. But uh, with, with us taking beatdowns that we're supposed to take this week and some other 
folks in this league get the W, which says Yahoo is projecting they will, then Shane and I will both no longer have death grips on our divisions. We both got out to a hot start at 3-0. It was no looking back, and it looked like we were just going to lay the hammer down. And here we are, potentially ending week five, where it's going to be anybody's game. And Shane and I may not be leading our divisions when it's all said and done. That's how competitive this season is. It is absolutely the most competitive season we've ever had. And the fact that two teams who got out to a hot start are now no longer going to be leading the division, I think says quite a lot about the teams and the owners this season. So let's start by looking at the Dougie Fresh Shane, my man game. And uh, Shane, that injury to Wilson Thursday night is a big part of why Dougie Fresh is projected to win. And it does put you in a bit of a tough spot because he, well, he's going to be out for several weeks after they had to put screws and pins, I think, in his finger. I know it's not the end of the world for you. I think you have like two other quarterbacks sitting on your roster, uh, but it's not Russ. Uh, and he's obviously not throwing to uh, DK or Lockett, who's also on your team, by the way. But you do have some heavy hitters coming on Sunday. We all know that. But Doug got an outperformance on Thursday by rolling Woods out. And while I'm off to say about Dougie Fresh's team that one does not simply flex the Gordon, Doug has been flexing Melvin and continues to do this week. And quite frankly, it's working. Uh, he's going to roll Brady against Jesus, just poor Miami. He should get an outperformance there as well. Things are uh, things are looking up for Doug here. Uh, Whip it like Balrog Squad has a real chance to take Shane down a peg, and that is why I am watching this game real closely. And finally, let's bring it home. Let's talk about my matchup with sneaky, strong Gordon. And uh, Gordon is no doubt uh, looking to issue somebody a beatdown after losing yet another nail biter last week. And that beatdown is more than likely going to come from my team and it's going to be at my expense. Uh, now, granted, I did get kind of a, I did get an, it's not kind of, I did get an outperformance from DK Thursday night despite the rust injury. So kind of uh, saved my bacon there because it could have been really bad. Uh, cup pedestrian night by cup standards. I mean, the guy's been out to such a blazing hot start. It very much was the Woods show uh, from an LA Rams perspective, which was kind of a bummer. I really needed a cup to put up some more points. And with me not being able to swap out Carson in time due to some stuff that went down Thursday night here in the, in the family home, uh, I, I'm putting up a zero burger there. I'm rolling Murray as my second running back because CMC is still on the shelf. Mahomes is getting Buffalo this week. It's just, it's not looking good. I, I have my work cut out for me. Gordon needs to issue somewhat a beat down and it needs to be quick and it needs to be forceful and it's more than likely going to be me this week. Uh, Gordon, by contrast, uh, pretty much just needs to put in cruise control. Uh, outside of Hurts, who, yeah, I mean, they're going to get a stiff Carolina defense this week, Philly is. But outside of that, if you look at all of Gordon's other players and who they're playing this week, I am so, so going to get beat up and uh, it's going to be bad. He's got Dallas guys playing the Giants. He's got Pat guys at the woeful Texans. He's got Green Bay folks against Cincinnati. He's got Minnesota people against Detroit. I, I could keep, I continue. I could continue to go on. 
The point here is, is that at most every position on Gordon's team this week, that's not a QB has a, a plus matchup. So Gordon, this is me trying to jinx you. I am expecting a beatdown this weekend, my friend. I am expecting a forceful, brutally violent beatdown, something that's definitely going to put me in my place and take me down a peg or two. And then Sean's going to get the W. And then we're going to be tied atop the division. I might be in second place. Do not disappoint us, my friend. Issue the beatdown. So there you have it, gents. Week five is upon us. Week four was interesting, considering it was the first week that we played outside our divisions. Week five, I think, is going to be even more interesting because if the people who are supposed to win get the wins and the people who are supposed to lose definitely lose, then this this league is still it's up for grabs still the the folks who look like they were gonna kill it not so much and the folks who were struggling get pretty good so i'm really looking forward to seeing the outcome this week as you guys know we just talked about it i've got my eyeballs on the dougie fresh shane game and then of course gordon should issue me a proper beatdown this week i'm gonna do everything i can to avoid it gordon but i know it's coming and i'm just gonna take it uh, because, quite frankly, I probably deserve it at this point. Uh, but uh, there you go, gents. It's going to be interesting. Enjoy it. Have some fun. Uh, please, please, Doug, do not let that man win. He cannot win four championships. He cannot win back-to-back -back championships. Please continue to take this man down a peg. Doug Shane cannot win. Good luck, gents. Everyone enjoy the week. Take care. <laughs>